Barrelham Sports. Hello again and welcome to Barrelham Sport Podcasting. This is Tony Rice and I'm very excited because I love this time of year. I'm sure you know I'm a huge fan of the NFL and we are just three weeks away from Super Bowl Sunday, February the 7th. Essentially, we've reached what you may as well consider a UK sporting parlance semi-final time. It is the championship round, which means only four teams remain and there can, like the Highlander, only be one. So it's going to be exciting to unpack all of that. And as always, we're joined by one of the awesome representatives of our local Hertfordshire Cheetahs American football team. And this guy knows his onions. It is the head of, head coach of their youth team, their youth development team. And his name is Phil McGovern. Phil, good evening. How are you? Hi, Tony. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? Well, in our weird world, I count my blessings, Phil, and I'm one of those blessings that keeps me sane is uh, NFL action, and I'm excited to unpack it with you. Uh, just before we get underway, and there is so much to discuss, I want to briefly talk about Philip Rivers, uh, who's retired, uh, announced his retirement Wednesday. What an interesting career he had. Yeah. Um, 17-year pro, uh, another uh, loss, unfortunately, for him in the um, postseason, where he only has a 5-7 and seven record. But what numbers he's put up, uh, I think fifth all-time in TDs with 421 career TDs, over 60,000 uh, passer yards, 63,440 to be precise, big old numbers, um, helping charges, eight um, um, times he was named an All-Pro. It's a great career. Question, is it a Hall of Fame career? Uh, considering the number of people who have gotten into the Hall of Fame, I'd say you have to put him in. I don't think he's a first ballot, you know, automatic lock. Yep. Um, I think Philip Rivers, first off, I'm, I was always surprised by Philip Rivers to see him play for 17 years given the way that he throws. Yeah. Basically, he throws like a, you know, a sidearm ball, which is you know, for any young quarterbacks looking, out, looking at Philip Rivers do the opposite of what Philip Rivers does. And so I, I'm a development coach, and you know, I, I coach the kids. And so yeah. we, we try to stress mechanics, and, and you know, he's the opposite of good play. And so it's amazing that he, his you know, elbow lasted for 17 years. Yeah. Um, I think Philip Rivers is a product or a a sacrifice to the era of the great quarterbacks because yeah. he was in the same time as you know of course the you know, the end of Peyton Manning's career much of it overlapped with Philip Rivers' early career um, with Brady, Breeze, Rogers, even Eli Manning to a certain extent. You know the last. 15 years we've been blessed with some of the best quarterbacks to ever ever play the game and it's it's uh you know when you 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 think of the quarterbacks that are out there that that are in that group he probably is the fourth or maybe even the fifth Mm -hmm. out of that group which means and you know i hate eli manning i mean of (laughs) course as a patriots fan it's you you don't say Eli Manning to a New England Patriots fan. You say Eli Bleeping Manning. So <laughs> because to um, which the, he may well turn two proverbial fingers with two rings. 
Yeah, because of the things that he did to the Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl. But it's sort of like it. There's also in baseball. There's Bucky bleeping yeah. Dan. You know, it's, it's so it's the same thing. But Philip Rivers, you know, I I actually went to university in San Diego, and so I have always been a low key Chargers fan. Um, he was sort of a great quarterback in a system that never really supported him mm. really, really well. I think Matthew Stafford is the, is really the Philip Rivers of today. Yeah. Matthew Stafford is a quality, quality player. I mean, he is, I would say he's, you know, the third or fourth best quarterback out there. I don't think he gets enough love. And, but and you know what I like about that comparison? One of the things, I know the black mark on Rivers will be, of course, his less than stellar postseason record of, and definitely never a Super Bowl appearance. And at the moment, it's looking that Stafford may fall into that camp too. But both of whom have this gut, don't they? This uh, intestinal fortitude. And their yeah. come from behind record is phenomenal for two teams which don't necessarily always come from... Uh, teams which equip them with the with the kind of weapons that maybe Brady and Breeze and Rogers have been blessed with. That kind of gut check quality is so yeah. rare and important, isn't it? Yeah, and Philip Rivers is is I, I have a lot of respect for him. I've never really, you know, followed his career much because he was on really awful teams for a long time. Yeah. And the Chargers were, you know, whenever you look at a you know preseason or uh, you know analysis or a postseason wrap up, it's always the underperforming San Diego mm-hmm. Chargers. They always you know went out there with you know high hopes and and you know the uh, the idea that they were going to compete and be strong, but then they ended up not doing it for one reason or another. They 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 were injury injury prone. Seems to be their you know the last fifteen years of Charger football. But it, it, it's, it's, it's not, he hasn't had the weapons. He hasn't had yeah. like a Gronk or, you know, and uh, you know, Randy Moss even that, that, that Brady had in the early part of his career or, you know, Devontae Adams or, you know, Michael Thomas or, you know, whoever the great receivers are that the, and, you know, even Alvin Kamara was, you know, was a huge yeah. addition to Drew Brees' arsenal. And so it's, he hasn't had that. And he, 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 they were always quality defenses. And I love me Junior Seau. Junior yeah, Seau was yeah. one of my favorite all-time players. And, you know, he brought the Charger defense, but the Phillip Rivers was just not able to really put it all together and, and bring it forward. Um, that, so, you know, to answer, go back to your question, you know, Hall of Fame, I think he's an outsider Hall of Fame. But, you know, he, he if it were, if it were not the, Brady, Breeze, Rogers yeah. era, he would be considered to be a great one. But, you know, in comparison with his peers at the time, it doesn't look like he is all that great. Again, it's a great career, though, nevertheless. 17 years, again, a testament to that longevity. And time will tell where he, find, <laughs> uh, where he finds himself in Canton or not. Uh, but right now, we must focus in on playoff football. Got to ask you super quickly, uh, as a Pat, must be strange having uh, this December, January time with no Pats to cheer. I think it's the first time since 08 <laughs> that they don't make the playoffs. And that was even a bit unusual. They finished 11-5 and five that season. That's so the season Brady got hurt. You've been rather blessed. I know your time as a fan goes back to more fallow periods. So I guess yeah. you can remember these times. But for many uh, fair-weather NFL fans, I suppose, 
they're kind of liking there is that man united effect isn't there when teams are so mm. good and for so long almost love to hate them i guess but how tough is it to watch postseason activity without the pats to cheer on um i, I well while i am a pa- patriots fan as far as my rooting for a team goes i am still a football fan yeah. as well and so i will you know always watch football i mean with the, the the NFL schedule going on, you know, sometimes the Patriots wouldn't play. They played the Sunday night game. So, you know, starts at 1 a.m. Or they played Monday night football. It starts, you know, it starts late and we don't get to see it live. I'm still watching football on Sunday. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I, I'm always going to watch as much football as possible. Um, and so, yes, it sucks that the Patriots aren't there. It's, it's it's been obvious the time has coming it was coming for a long time i yeah. i don't mind that the patriots aren't there you know as as you said i have been a patriots fan for a long 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 time and you know i always tell my players when they join the team and they say oh the patriots it's easy to root for the patriots but it's like when i was 15 <laughs> the age of my players they went 2 and 14 so the you know, it's funny this isn't it i i have these this conversation uh, on multiple podcasts and i talk to some people and you know god love them they think that the football of the soccer variety only began in the premier league era and it's like well there was over 200 years of football before this guys you know we've got short memories is the bottom line isn't it yeah i mean so yeah and i always say you know the the bengals of today or the jets of today in 30 years when you are a an, an adult they may be have just gone through the the the, you know, the the John Smith era of of amazing football. You know John Smith being the generic you know, massive quarterback, where that leads them through thirty you know twenty years of, of of a dynasty. But you never know. I mean, it, it's football is built the way that the league is built is yeah. is to build a is, is get parity and to get a, away from the mm-hmm. teams being as good as they've been, and it really is a testament you know to the 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 power of bill belichick more than it is i'm a bill belichick fan more than i am necessarily tom brady fan i i do love my do love me a little tb12 but hey we'll chat tb in just a minute uh but just on that point i think it's a brilliant point and again there's so much to unpack here where when we uh, unearth the playoff action and build of course to championship sunday um but just objectively I think you can make a case that given those fantastic points that you've elaborated, uh, you've made regard the NFL's commitment to parity with salary cap and obviously the, um, the, you know, the draft system, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what he's accomplished within that is utterly phenomenal. I think he, he is arguably the greatest coach pan all sport all time yeah. i am you know i'm not a pat you know that's just something that i think's a fair point now you know again as a as a pure coach uh film i'm intrigued to get your take on this because some coaches i guess become a slave to a system don't they the no. genius yeah. of belichick for me is that he schemes for weakness gets the best out of his individual players and then almost can convert strengths of an opposition into a weakness as opposed to having, you know, a West Coast offense or we're a cover two defense. Clearly, he's a defensive guru, but that fluidity in philosophy in football for me is what marks him out. Just briefly, your uh, insights into that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, 
his greatest strength has always been his flexibility and his mm -hmm. ability to adapt. And that's like one of the things that I always think about when, when watching a Patriots game, if they go into halftime yeah. down by, you know, 15 or whatever, I, I still, I don't feel, Oh my God. So they've got no chance, you know, cause I know the ability of Bill Belichick to adjust and to get and solve whatever's going wrong. Um, but as a coach, the one thing that I learned from him is um, the, the, is a way of feeling like it's just what you do. It's yeah. not special. And I had this talk with my players a little while ago, you know, just at the beginning, you know, in, in lockdown, you know, before lockdown started this year. Um, one of the things I, I, I hate in, in football and in all, in all sports is the showboating. Yeah. Um, I tell my players that if you score, there's no big celebration. It's you act like you belong there. Yeah. That's, that's what you're supposed to do and have that confidence <laughs> feel like you're you are the person that did that you are supposed to be that and i try to extend my coaching to life lessons and i say you know that extends to you know when you go into a job interview act like you already have the job you know if you believe in yourself you can do it and i think the, that he really uh emphasizes the whole this is your job. This mm -hmm. is what you're supposed to do. You're not a big flashy player. He doesn't like the flashy players. Yeah. We don't want the huge celebrations. We don't want Juju Smith Schuster dancing on the Browns logo. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the whole team down, you know, whether the whole team danced, the, the Ravens danced on the, the logo. And, you know, all of that, that, that was awful. I hated mm -hmm. that. And Bill Belichick's always been the opposite of flashy. You know, I have a t shirt and, you know, of him have nine faces of Bill Belichick with his emotions underneath, yeah. you know, like, you know, sad, happy, upset. And it's the same face always. You wouldn't want and, to play you know, poker against him, would you? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, and, you know, and I've actually looked at my, at me, at film, a game film, and you, we can see me on the sideline. I am very much just even, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, something good happens. It's a, you know, and then let's go, let's go again. You know, two yeah. claps. Let's just do it again. It's, it's what you're supposed to do. And, I really admired that of him and just sort of how he gets the best out of people and then also make them feel like they are that all the time. They don't mm -hmm. need to be showing off and they don't need to be huge. And yeah, you know, there's no, you know, there's no sense of bravado. Yeah. There's a just confidence. And that that's, I really like about his teams. And his record stands for itself. I'm sure the Pats will bounce back. Anybody who's getting the knife out for Bill Belichick, quite frankly, is so yeah. short-termist. But uh, that's yeah. for another time, another place. Um, Got to go now to the action from last weekend. Uh, first game I want to discuss with you is Aaron Rodgers marching on. Can he get a second ring? Uh, the Packers overcame the Rams by 32 points to 18. For me, I was talking about previewing it with a load of you guys at the awesome Hertfordshire Cheaters, and one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, he's a defensive player, but I think he's one of the most fun players to watch. Of course, I'm talking about Aaron Donald, was basically a nil factor in this game. Mm -hmm. I don't want to oversimplify things. I think Matt LaFleur's Packers are phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers will talk about it in a little bit more detail, of course, but... 
to what extent do you think the non-factor that was Donald in this game played a part, I would say a crucial part, in Packers winning in a relatively easy 32-18 uh, game against yeah. the Rams? I mean, you know, let's be honest. I don't think the Rams had much choice. And some of my players are massive Rams fans. And so right. I, you know, it's, I, 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 they were... It was, you know, it was always good to you know, banter it up with my players and tell them that they had no chance. But um, I think Matt LaFleur took a page from Bill Belichick's book yeah. with that game. It's, you know, Bill Belichick's mantra has always been um, find the best player, neutralize the best player. Yeah. And then let you, the rest of your team do their job. And when the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, how, what did they do? They took away Aaron Donald. And then basically the rest of the game just went on as normal. And I think that's what, what the Packers did. They took away Aaron Donald. That, that was their mantra. You know, if we can take away Aaron Donald, no matter what, we can win. And that's what they did. And they schemed specifically for that one player. Um, I, I've only really seen Aaron Donald in the playoffs where really he's been poor. Mm. <laughs> you know, maybe it's because he's schemed, been schemed against him. So I sort of, sort of an under uh under feeling of what how good he actually is mm -hmm. you know i maybe don't really know but he he was a non-factor and as i said it all came down to coaching and the scheme they put in to neutralize him but they weren't going to win anyway because they had no offense so yeah no true story and again they suffered from the qb perspective but one qp who is a qb rather making a play for mvp is aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he's one of those once-a-generation plays. He listed out a reel of them. We have been blessed in this uh, QB pass-happy league now. Um, but my goodness me, what a season it's been for him. I asked uh, Will, um, Will Spark this last week, and I'd love your take on it. Uh, obviously, it's much documented that Pack has drafted high for a, a QB, and it has seemed to have inspired Rodgers. Do you think that element has played a factor on him being such a phenom this season? Or is we just reading too much onto that? And it is just a case. He, he, di he digs the scheme that LaFleur is playing. And quite frankly, the guy is bona fide world-class. I think it's just come down to he's, he is a world-class player. Um, the, the, the thing that, you know, this kind of goes with what I was saying before. The thing I love about Aaron Rodgers is he's not a showboat. Yeah. You look at him on, you know, in, in a game and he's just – laser focused on his job and getting it done. He doesn't smile. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't cheer. He doesn't jump up and down. He's just there and executes at a, such a high level all mm -hmm. the time. I, I, I have to admit, I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan though. I don't, I think I, I don't, I, you, I, going back to your know, Matt Stafford, I have more respect for Matt Stafford than I do for Aaron Rodgers because I think Aaron Rodgers for a long time has been blessed by the team that he's been on. Um, you know, when his teams haven't been as good, his, the Packers have been bad. I mean, they, yeah. they, they've had a couple of eight, eight, eight and eight seasons and stuff that, that they have not been able to, to really pull it out. You know, when it comes down to Aaron Rodgers by himself, it hasn't necessarily been, as they haven't been as successful. Um, so, uh, you know, he is really, really competent and really, and really a huge competitor. I'm not sure. I don't think the, the, the drafting of quarterback affected him in any way. I don't think that would affect him. It's just, he has so many tools. Devonte Adams is, is spectacular. Mm -hmm. um, 
the rest of their 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 offense is just really top notch. And then the scheme they had this year was just there was always someone open. I mean, it's 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 not hard to be a competent quarterback when you get protection and that someone's yeah. always open. You know, it's it's you know, if you can throw the ball and read a defense to a certain minimal degree, you can do well. And and they just dominated in that regard. So yeah, I, I, I totally hear your I totally hear your points. Um, but uh, you know, again, you just watch game tape on Rogers, and he does have that improvisational quality. There is something of the Brett Favre, his predecessor, uh, to his kind of gunslinging style that I appreciate massively. Um, and you know, again, just can pick a team apart. I'm a, I'm a Rogers believer, but I do yeah. appreciate that um, when he has the weapons, obviously he operates at a much higher level um moving on though uh fascinating game tough one i guess for a pat to see the bills marching on but i I gotta tell you i'm in a way the bills mafia gotta give them some love for you know i'm sure fans of nfl will remember their or maybe the unluckiest team in all the sports uh four-time super bowl final losses in the early 90s it's been a lot of years in the doldrums um, again, I, I think he's almost the anti-phlegmatic, uh, play it cool kind of a character. Josh Allen is more of a showboat pony, but goodness me, he performed well, has had a great year, and the Bills march on. Yeah, I, 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 even though I'm a Pats fan, I love Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen is, he is the real deal. He's yeah. going to be very, very good for a very long time. Um, contrary to Philip Rivers, who we were talking about before, if you, as a young quarterback, want to watch excellent quarterback play and great, great fundamentals, you watch Josh Allen. Now, because- as a coach, I want to pick up, pick up on this because I was speaking with Will last week and also Andy Dickens recently. What's kind of blown my mind about Josh Allen is that it, you know his his improvements statistically mm-hmm. completion ratio uh is you know it's off the charts compared to where it was the season before and even in college it wasn't kind of stellar that kind of rating always with a howitzer of an arm what do you attribute that level of improvement to is it natural maturation great coaching or just a combination of all the above combination of all of all the above i mean i was going to say that my number one thing i think is the maturation the match maturation it's not a word that my american accent wants to say very easily (laughs) (laughs) um the uh the maturing is the way i'd say it the maturing of josh allen is is really quite phenomenal and i think if you look at the bills they've been getting better and better and better over the last three years or so and what they did is they saw their their quarterback and they stuck with him and then built a team that allowed him to flourish and so that's why I think Josh Allen is going to be such a force for such a long time. I like the Bills. I, I you know, I'm sure you'll get to my picks later on, and and I think you might know which way I'm going to pick a certain game. But I love me a Josh Allen, and I yeah. think, you know, he, you know, going back to my my thing, you know, with coaching and you know, young players you often ask, how can I get better? And that's really the number one question. By asking the question, yep. you're already getting better because it's the coachability. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Sean McVay is, is a very talented coach. And that is, that's the right coach, right? That is his coach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I get him and the Rams coach confused. Um, but he is, you know, he has been you know, listening to his coach and teaching him and he's learned. So as a young player, whenever you, you are, are questioning why you're not getting better, it's because you're not asking to get better. You're not, uh, the coachability is a huge, huge factor. And I think that's what, you know, some people say, well, you, know, you fit in the Patriot system or yeah. not. And some people, you know, players go in who are top-notch players. Like if we think of like Brandon Cooks or so, you know, a few, yeah. you know, and maybe Cam Newton to a certain degree, who went in and wanted to be who they had always been and didn't fit because they weren't coachable. They didn't allow themselves to be molded to the system. And Josh Allen is a hugely molded person. He he has taken his natural abilities and been molded and you know and tweaked all the way through his career and he's just gotten better and better and better because i think he he approaches it the hard work and listen to my coaches and so. you need both don't you to have that uh, that attitude to improve to always seek to be better as well right. as of course a whole array of natural talents uh just a, um, a fact check it was uh, sean mcdermott is uh, mcdermott is the coach is the Rams head coach that's why i get them backwards both first names the same but there we go and it's also the sean mick it's the sean mcveigh and sean mcdermott yeah. <laughs> so that's why i said i always get those two confused so sean mcdermott is the one yeah and he and they're both excellent coaches there's no doubt absolutely so um, anybody with a mick in his name is automatically a great coach so phil mcgovern you, know, you put in with that you know put in with that category <laughs> well i'll tell you what that's an interesting new rule on me but an old rule of american football is that defense wins championships and yeah, wins super bowls the 1990s Being, that was true that's not true anymore Big time defensive play, though, in this game, wasn't there, for the Bills? A big pickup, a massive intercept, length of the field job. I mean, that's a momentum shifter right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have to, 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 my my defensive coordinator and and assistant coach, um, Max, is uh, a huge Ravens fan. You know, I've always disliked the Ravens. (laughs) So I always, it's it's extra, you know, bantery when we throw that. I, I, Lamar Jackson, is is a one step away from you know ruining the franchise and i you know when he got hurt you saw what happened and yeah. they were done um but he he is questionable at best sometimes and that was a questionable throw that he made um i don't think it was all that great of a defensive play more than it was a poor offensive play um you know he didn't need to throw that ball where he threw it and he is I mean, I remember after the game, they're talking about they need to they need to work on Lamar Jackson's pocket passing. Yeah, when he drops back, he's not tremendous. Yeah, when he's out in the open and is running as a as a as a runner, sure, he's dynamic and he's he's you know he's unique in the in in the the league, but um the uh, the his ability to throw when he needs to make a throw isn't there. I mean, he can make a lot of plays, but that one wasn't it. So I don't think it was a great defensive play. As I said, I think it was more of a poor offensive play. 
Hey, but what a finish though. My goodness me. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, again, uh, almost in a weird way, kind of a metaphor for the game that the final person kind of flailing and not really killing to get past the block to potentially stop that crucial TD um, mm. was Jackson. Like you yeah. say, question marks over Jackson. He yeah. is on his day just deadly and some of his running numbers are phenomenal. It's been a down year for him. He's trended up of late. Question marks remain. Time will tell how his career develops. And yeah, again, I think I, I, the answer that will be, like you mentioned, does he have the capacity to have the attitude to seek to better himself mm-hmm. or will he be an ego monster? I think that's an interesting one we'll wait to discover. Uh, is he another RG3, basically? Because you know? <laughs> RG3, when he first burst onto the scene, was you know, the same sort of player, dynamic, you know, running, and could pass it. And, but then when he got a little banged up and he had to just you know, drop back, it wasn't there. And so it was, uh, it's going to be interesting with him. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Moving on, though, and again, it was great to chat to uh, one of your colleagues, uh, Will Spark, last week. Long time suffering. We're talking long time suffering. This guy's uh, <laughs> lived it in recent time. Uh, Browns fan. Uh, what a story it is for them to make the playoffs. Then, you know, their coach gets CV19, misses out. They're banged up. They win through. And you kind of started to believe. You believe the fairy tale. And it was close, man. It was close. They lose 17-22 to defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, what did you make of this game? And what do you make of the Browns? And I think this is a franchise with an awful lot to be proud of and an awful lot yeah. to build on. I think the Browns and the Bills have a lot in common with one another. They went out and got their man and they've stuck with their man and they're building their system and abilities around their man. And, you know, Baker Mayfield is, is a very, very, I don't think he's in the same class quite as Josh Allen. I mean, he's still very, very good. Um, But uh, they, they are, a very balanced team. And I think as, as, as you said, they will be good for a long time. They're a very young team. Um, if you know, you are a young person looking to, you know, find a, a franchise to support really, you can't go wrong with the Browns. They're going to be competitive for quite some time. And they're, they're on the up. You know, if you haven't picked a team you want to support and, you know, of course, Patriots should be your first choice, but <laughs> if you don't pick the Patriots, you know, you know, go for the Browns because, if nothing else, Brown seasons are never boring. Um, and they, they are, uh, they, they, they'll be good for a long time. I, I was really impressed by how they played and I really thought they'd pull it out. When I saw Mahomes go down, I said, yeah, no, this is going to be it. But you know, then when Chad Hetty came in and Chad, he did a fantastic job. That run that he did on third down, it was like, it was like second and 14 or 15 or something like that, or, or third and 15. And he ran for 14 and a half yards. And, and then they called that one play to, to, to get that first down. I, and you also know, was, breaking up the, the, the kind of coaching uh, normality, as Andy Reid has a tendency to do, when they, when they went for it on fourth down and, you know, the, and the clock's play. kind of going. As a coach, are you kind of cringing when you see things like that? And is that sometimes the difference that separates uh, the kind of moments of genius that Andy Reid is capable of pinging out? Yeah, I, 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 I think that being a the top coach involves, you know, being able to take the, the risks 
And, you know, the, the, when you have the weapons that he has, the risks are a lot easier to take. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, you know, with the backup quarterback in there, you, you, you are, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, chance i mean i think even if they hadn't made it i don't i think the chances were low the browns were going to pull it out they just were they had too little time on the clock and no yeah. no timeouts and so yes it was i think it was a calculated risk but that's why they get paid the big bucks that's why they you know Andy reed will be in the hall of fame as a coach you know he, we know that um and so you know he he is able to take those risks and i think you know you need to be able to take those risks there's too many too many coaches are too conservative sometimes mm-hmm. But you know, I I I, I really got to respect that. Tyree Cat Hill is is a unbelievable physical athlete, and I mean he's know, Olympic standard speed, isn't he? The speed kills in all sports, and this guy, you know, he yeah. can torch anybody in that league. Yeah, I I I you know this goes back to my flashy player status. I yeah. don't like his 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 play style, um, but you have to admire his uh, physical abilities. Um, he, he, they, that, that was an amazing game. I mean, when the Browns out, uh, didn't get that first down they needed in the drive before that, yeah. when they were, were going, they needed to drive and they just, they basically went four and out or, you know, they couldn't put something together at that time. I think the Browns, they, their strength along with their running game and they went away from their running game too late, too early. Yeah, I mean, they were playing from behind, but I think that was the time they needed to just grind. They needed to put the ball on the back of, you know, the back of Nick Chubb and make, you know, get him that first, get, make, get, you know, get Nick to get that first down, you know, and they didn't, they passed like three times and that wasn't the right thing to do. Phil, though, you made a wonderful point, and I say it all the time. If you've never got into NFL, this is, I mean, this is semi-final time here. It's a great time to get involved. I fell in love with the game way back in the early to mid-90s, being a long-time 49er, because, quite frankly, they were uh, the team at the time, you know? So a lot of people may be having that attitude. You won't regret it. And one of those sides, you made a good point with regards to the Browns. But the Chiefs defending champs are, again, going to be appealing, aren't they? And one of the reasons, again, the weapon, but one of the key weapons, of course, is maybe the poster boy for the NFL, Mahomes, who is uh, just on a different level. You mentioned concussed. I think he's well, likely to start with preview yeah. championship weekend. But how critical is his health to the where the Chiefs go for the rest of this campaign? I, I think extraordinarily critical. Um, I, I think that he is the key to that Chiefs team. Um, they don't really have much of a running game to speak yep. of. And so, you know, you know as, as, I don't know, is Edward Zillera out again? I think he, he might be, yeah. Okay, so, you know, they, 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 they're not looking strong on the, on the ground. And so that means they, if Mahomes is not able to go, they're going to have to rely on the arm of a backup quarterback, and that's yeah. not a recipe for success in the, in, in the in the AFC Championship. 
Absolutely. Again, um, whilst Henny did well to get them through, there yeah. was, uh, you have to give him credit for that. There was that uh, opportunity where he did f- kind of throw it away, intercept. And once again, in my kind of romantic head, I'm thinking this is it. The Browns are going to do it here. But uh, it wasn't to be. The Chiefs mm. march on. Now, the final game before we build to Championship Sunday uh, was... TB gets it done yet again against another old stager uh, uh, in Breeze. Bucks win through 30 to 20. 30 second playoff win for Tom Brady. I mean, goodness me. Bidding for a seventh um, Super Bowl. And I tell you, nobody wants to play Tom Brady in Jan, do they? Now, this would be Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl appearance, too. So it's not, it's not only the seventh win, but the 10th appearance. Um, yeah, I, yeah, obviously that was the late game on, on Sunday night. And so I didn't get to see it except in, in, in replay. And um, Tom Brady wasn't great. Tom Brady did not win them that game. You know, I was talking to my son, who's you know the Patriots, been a Patriots fan his entire life, and loves Tom Brady. And he said, and he said, oh yeah, but Tom Brady, you know, two touchdowns and he scored one. And it's like, well, yeah, that's only because the defense put the, you know the the ball in the ten. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like it's not that challenging to score when you're you're playing on a short field all the time. Tom Brady wasn't great, and and, and he didn't win them that game what won them that game was the defense yeah and i love the bucks defense um they uh they are a fast quick opportunistic unit and and breeze uh looked old and he played old and he didn't didn't get it done when he needed to get it done and you know the whole what michael thomas had won Michael Thomas has been banged up all year. Yeah. Um, and so that's not that, that surprising, but you know, I, I wasn't surprised by that outcome, even though the saints had won twice in the regular season. Um, I wasn't surprised cause you know, you don't really bet against Tom Brady ever, but Jeez. that defense, you know, you watch them. I watch them. Cause I, you know, obviously when I wasn't watching the Patriots, I'd follow Tom Brady you know, on Sunday when I, so I watched a lot of Bucks football. When you watch them, you see the fenders just flying all over the yeah. place. There is so much quickness on that defensive side. And they, the Bucks, you know, if you, if you don't want to follow the Browns, if you don't like the AFC for you know, some reason or another, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're another team that's going to be good for a while. Because, and, you know, even though, you know, Tom will get them there for the next year or two, but it's going to be th- that defense and the young offensive squad they have, their quality team. And again, as a head coach, uh, uh, an ev- developmental one, I really love your impressions and your thoughts on Bruce Arians and his scheme. And, you know, it seems to be, I don't know if the media have been blown up, a slightly tempestuous relationship with Tom Brady. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's been there, done that. He seems to me had to have a great offensive mind. He does. And, and you know, I was talking, you know, again, I was talking to my son, and, I, and we said, you know, what is it going to take for the Bucks to win um, against Rodgers? And it's going to come down to Bruce Arians more than anything else. Mm. Because it, if he tries to force Tom Brady to not be Tom Brady, yeah. 
then they're going to have a conflict. And I think that's a lot of the, the, where they struggled this year is Bruce Arians, I think, has a good overall concept of the offense, but he doesn't necessarily get the details right mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and that's why I think like, you know, Josh McDaniel, who was you know, the, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator of the Patriots for such a long time, he, he, the details were always right. There was always a person in the right play. And the, the trick plays they ran were always tricky. You know, they were un, unexpected. And Bruce Arians, I don't think is that, He's, he's a great leader of an offense, mm-hmm. but not a great schemer of an mm-hmm. offense, I don't think. Um, and so, you know, for the Bucks to win, Bruce Arians sort of needs to get out of his own way a little bit, to, you know, in that game because their defense is going to give Rodgers a fit. Um, you know, when you look at when they beat them before in the, in the, the regular season, you know, that he, what, Rodgers got sacked four times, I think, and intercepted twice. And so – if that defense can pull it off, Brady, if he has one of his good games, he has been very inconsistent of mm-hmm. late. Um, I think that's going to be a tough, tough win. But the Bree, you know, if Breeze retires, and I'm pretty sure he will, that was an unfortunate game to go out on. You want to go out on top, but he didn't look good that game. And hasn't well, looked good for it hasn't it, looked really good for some time. No, I kind. And, and, I kind of hope that he does go out. One of the sad things for me in all sports, and you see it in all sports, is where these ultimate greats, they want to cling on. They want one more season. They still believe they can go. And it sometimes feels a little tragic, the end of the career. Yeah, I mean, the only one that's really been able to pull it off was Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning, at the end of his career, when he was playing in Denver, the balls he was throwing were ducks. Yeah. But somehow they won. I mean, they were <laughs> awful, awful balls he was throwing. He was just these floating, wiggling things that went up. Yeah. Um, but he, they, they were able to pull it off. And the, um, you know, Brett Favre when he played for the Vikings, the same sort of thing. Um, I, I think Drew Brees is going to hang it up. It's you know, and I'm actually, but I, I think um, another reason they lost that game is because they didn't have Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. And I think Taysom Hill adds an element to that offense that's just really exciting. That's unlike any other offense. It's like having, not quite having Christian McCaffrey as your quarterback, but it's 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 he is a dynamic, unexpected player that adds so much. And you know, it's the the injury, the you know, the, the eleven broken ribs. I don't think yeah. he was really re- ever ready to come back. Uh, he wanted to, and he has the guts, and he is, you know, he's the ultimate competitor, but he just wasn't able to. And so it was just wasn't there for him. So, hey, for me, though, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. What a career it has been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, moved- I'm, I'm so glad he got out of San Diego. I mean, you know, if you really think about it, he was in San Diego, and hidden leaving San Diego gave Philip Rivers the chance to start in San Diego. And um, if Drew Brees had stayed in San Diego, would we be saying the same things about him that we're saying about Philip Rivers? And would we ever have known Philip Rivers' name? You know, do, it's, do you know, it's, Phil, what I love about that, what you've illustrated, it's a great point you made earlier, which you impress upon, you know, your charge, your charge is under your tutelage, is that football is life in microcosm, isn't it? And, you know, it's about opportunities, about opportunity making, and, 
you know, who knows what might have been two divergent careers, two great careers. Uh, mm. But I just love that. And it's one of the reasons I truly love your great sport. Hey, moving yeah. on now, everybody has got to love Championship Sunday. Then yep. there were four, four still alive, still dreaming and still scheming because just one win away from the Super Bowl on February the 7th. So let's build up to that now, and we'll focus in initially on the Bills going to the Chiefs. And, you know, Chiefs defending champions. Could, the, could we be looking at this new era's new dynasty in the Chiefs? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> Short answer. I like it. Spoken like a true Pats. Um, I, I, I am picking the Bills to win this game. Nice. Um, because I think the Bills are the better all-around team. Um, where the Bills were weak is their defense against the run, and the Chiefs have no running game. So I think that it will be a great game. I mean, there's no doubt. You know, it could go either way. But I think parity has reached the NFL this year mm-hmm. where there are no great, great, great outstanding, obviously, win teams. I mean, we've got four teams here that any one of them could – you could win the Super Bowl and not be upset because they're all – they are all great teams. I mean, even some of the teams that were knocked out, you, if they had gone on to win the Super Bowl, I mean, if the the Ravens had gone on, and maybe not the Ravens because they were, you know, they weren't quite all as complete. But you know, if the Browns had gone on to win the Super Bowl, the Steelers had gone on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, if, started eleven zero, the Steelers, and then kind of fizzled out of touch. Yeah, they they had an easy easy time of it to begin with. But you know, some of the great teams that we have, there's so many good teams. I don't think a dynasty is even possible anymore um, because of the parity that exists. Um, and really it's the, the, the injury risk that, you know, one player going down could cause you, you'd fall apart. You know, you take away Tyree kill yeah. out of, out of the, the chiefs or Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey isn't, as young as he used to be. I mean, he's, he's a, a quality player, but he's still, I mean, what is he 32 or something like that? Um, and so he's only got a couple of years left and yeah, we saw what the failure of having Gronkowski did to the Patriots. Yeah. But when you had built on having a tight end being that dominant for that long, you, the lack of one, you now are really shown. Um, so I don't think the Chiefs are the great next dynasty. I think Patrick Mahomes is really good. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he responds to injury. Um, the uh, He hasn't really been injured in his career very much. Um, I His neck, because it's not a concussion, it was a, that nerve in his neck, which to me is even scarier. I mean, if I was his mom, you know, and his mom, of course, is, yeah, I don't know if you saw the tweet where his mom went after the defender who tackled him. And it's like, that was a completely clean tackle. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no driving him into the ground. There's no, didn't leave with his helmet. And it's like, but his mom is, like, you know, uh, you know, paranoid. And, and, you know, my son is a quarterback and he did get hit hard and have to be tested for a concussion. And your heart goes in your throat when you see that, but it's, um, the, the the neck injury that just seems like it's some, something you don't want to take a risk with and you know he is young and he's going to compete and but it's such a risk for him and i'm i'm scared for him 
Um, Obviously but... being aware of this, okay, um, and you're, you, you know, they're going to come at him, aren't they? They're going to come at him. And obviously, you know, nobody's going to come out with the intention to injure, but, you know, it's like red rag to a ball. It's, it just makes sense because, again, Mahomes uh, is a difference maker. He is one of the uh, most uniquely gifted athletes on planet mm-hmm. Earth across all sports. Yeah. Um, if they take Mahomes out in early, and again, I'm sure if that happened, it would be totally legally. But let me tell you something: he's going to be facing some blitz packages early doors. Yep. Well, the you know, the problem is if you 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 blitz, let's say you blitz a a, a cornerback, and that leaves Tyree Kill one on one. You know what? You do you do that? You know, you know how much do you you know? And Patrick Mahomes is great at reading the blitz. Not as good as Josh Allen is. You know, Josh Allen was the most blitz against team and he had the highest passer rating against the blitz. So Josh Allen against the blitz was phenomenal. I mean, that has to do, you know, with Sean McDermott's coaching as well, because it's like, you know, you coach how you deal with the blitz. And the, um, the, the, what I was going to say about Patrick Mahomes, though, the, the, I'm worried about his neck injury, but the thing that I'm actually think will have bigger impact in his game is his toe. Mm. Whether he, because that kind of gets overlooked when you talk about his his. So he was hobbling in that in that game against the, the Browns, and if he cannot move as easily as Patrick Mahomes, you know, gliding like he has been, then it might you know that's going to put him more at risk to getting tackled quicker, you know, and you know he may take a. You know, some of the things are call, being called as roughing the passer mm-hmm. are ridiculous rough, roughing the passer calls. But some of these... Oh, sometimes defenders, these seasons... Like, what do you want them to do? To defy the laws of physics? Yeah, they really... It, it's, it's, it's phenomenal what they expect defenders to do. But um, it's just... He's not going to be able to... If he is not as mobile as he is normally... And that's half of his game. And you said, you know, great improvisation of Aaron Rodgers, but really Patrick Mahomes is the master yeah. of, of improvisation. Um, you know, maybe Patrick, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers was when he was, you know, 30, but now he's 38 and he doesn't have quite the same mobility. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes, is, his ability to make a play happen with the offensive weapons he has, with, the, with Kelsey and, and Hill, um, that it's just amazing that that he's he that's the the thing that is his strength and if that's taken away from him with the foot, then they will get after him. That puts him more at risk for injuring his neck. And when you know when he tried to stand up, my heart was in my throat and it's like, oh my god! It's like you know, you see him wobbling. And it's like you could tell that he wasn't right. And you know I was happy to see him. I never wanted to see anyone injured, but I worry about the the him and that Chiefs game. And I think that will be really the difference maker. You got to wonder if he does get a hard hit, you know, maybe if he, you know, not, not let's say he comes up and bounces back up. Yeah. Is it going to be in his mind, you know, one more. And it's like, you know, you know, it's like, you know, am I going to be a little You'd like to think so. I mean, he is ultimately an, a human being. It surely is human yeah. nature, but with, uh, with, with Mahomes, as with these um, transcendent, uh, athletes, a uh, Jordan, a uh, uh, Tiger Woods. There is that freakish element, and there is for me also. We spoke attitude. 
I'm not saying that he feels like he's got a point to prove, but I'm sure he's eminently aware that, or that the, this is going to be the narrative that's being spun. And I'm sure he's ready. As, you know, I, I tell you, I think this is going to be a fun game of football. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad it's the, it's the early game, too, that we get to watch it. Um, so, you know, 8 o'clock tomorrow after, or Sunday afternoon, it's going to be – or Sunday evening, I guess. It's going to be – you know, if you're if, – it's going to be a fantastic game of football. And I'm it's going to – yeah, go it's not going to be what I would call beginner-friendly because both of those offenses work on another level. And it's – you know, if you're a fan of football – it's a, it's a good fan to watch, but I don't think it's going to be one that's like, if you just never seen football again, it's going to be a bit fast and a bit confusing. It'll be very quick. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it could well be high scoring, but ultimately I think it will be D that makes the difference. I'm going to go Chiefs on this, but I'm just on that basis that I just have that much faith in my innovation. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like 32-30 or something like that. You know, something like some score... You know, I would say the over is is going to be fifty five or fifty eight or something like that. I, I that's probably the the line is probably somewhere around there, and it's going to be um it's going to be a high scoring game and it's going to could go either way. You know, I'd like the Bills to win. I think they're the more well rounded team. Um, yeah, they you know Stefan Diggs is not Tyree Kill, but Stefan Diggs is awfully awfully good. I, I I was saying to Will, and it will never happen because obviously it is a QB. Uh, Focused and orientated league, and I get it. But Stefan Diggs for me has had an MVP esque league yeah, with the numbers yeah. he's put up. Yes, he has, he's been he's been phenomenal, and he and he's been good for a long time. I think he's sort of flown under the radar. You know, when he was with Minnesota, yeah. I don't think people really saw him because Minnesota never was really that great. Um, and Andy Dickens is a huge Vikings fan. Yeah, he, like, you know, he will. Um, you know, probably, you know, praise Stefan Diggs to the sky, but he's been very good for a long time. And this year he was put in a scheme that just worked for him and Josh Allen got him the ball. And But you know what as well, I, and I totally get that. I, I've heaped a batch of praise on Diggs. But another, uh, we talk underrated. I, I love these underneath uh, wideouts. And I think Cole Beasley uh, operates in that way. He reminds me, don't get me wrong, because he isn't Edelman. He's not. But he, oh, he operates is. in a similar he role. He is Edelman. I don't know whether you, well, I don't know why you, you would ever doubt that. Cole Beasley is, is Julian Edelman, Mark II. And just like Julian Edelman was um, uh, the guy who went to Denver, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I can't remember his name now. But um, that was on the Patriots that went to Denver. That was the, the slot receiver. Uh, I know who you're referring to. It's going to bug me too now. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, there was the, it was Edelman Mark 1. Goodness me, I'm going to, I'm going to find that out. But yeah, keep, yeah, uh, keep but going. Anyway, but it's, it's that same role. Yeah. And it's been, it's, it's been perfected you know, since that time. I think that player was – and I, I can't believe I can't remember this guy's name. Hold on. My, my it's going to me. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit this out, right? <laughs> no, no, this is fresh and raw. I like it. Uh, but no, yes. Yeah, so, so for you, uh, you know, Beasley is as good. I don't think he's quite as good because, you know, again, for me, it's yeah. again, ultimately down to ring on the finger and maybe Beasley gets one. He, you're matching him to go through, but it is such a crucial out. And the, these guys... They're almost a QB's best friend, aren't they? These tough, mm. through the middle, uh, you know, short, uh, the, just guys that 
they make the tough plays, don't they? The uh, the Beasleys and Edelman. That's why I made the comparison. Yeah, so I'm trying to like think. I can't remember his name. We're gonna get there, but so just as we kind of get to the bottom of this, um, for your money, just to again confirm, again you're expecting a big scoring game uh, in yeah. this one, and you're tipping Bills to edge it. I I am. Um... I think it's going to be uh, a it, it's the slot receivers and it, it's it, it is that I think it's going to be the the difference is going to be the defense and I think the 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 Bills have the better defense um, and it's just not going to be it, it's going to be uh, a high scoring game but I said it could go either way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm going Chiefs on this one, uh, and I'm going West Chiefs Welker. because because of Andy Reid and also because of Mahomes. But my word, we are in for some fun. Did you yeah, uh, West, did you get it? Did you get the uh, West Welker. the Wes Welker? Wes Welker. Oh, thank you very much, that man. That's made my night. How could we forget Wes Welker? Goodness me. Yeah, well, gotta love I mean, these and, tough and actually, slot guys. I, I looked up I looked up great slot receivers, and actually, it, it actually mentions. Wayne Corbett was actually Wes Welker version one, and then then Julian Edelman was the the new version of Wes Welker, and then and Cole Beasley is just a new version of, of Julian Edelman, um, you know. And I think uh, it was it's going to he's a great player. I had him on my fantasy team, and he always got me the good points. And so I I really like Cole Beasley. I just think I think the Chiefs are a little bit. Yeah, they're on that you know a, a shaky little foundation that if one piece falls and they are a little shaky there now at one of the pieces if you take out the you know Mahomes Hill or Kelsey and it's they 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 don't have the defense really I think to stop the Bills and so you make a just... compelling case. I'm excited for this one. Oh, it is I, am I am super excited for the late game, though. That I mean, goodness me. If that one there, Bills um, versus the Chiefs, was two gunslingers, not necessarily starting out, but certainly in the early phases of their NFL career, this second clash pits two Hall of Fame-bound QBs marching in the twilight of their stellar careers. Um, it is, of course... Don't ever bet against Brady. That's a rule of the universe. Versus Aaron, I may well be the MVP of the league, Rodgers. It ain't as simple as that. These are two great football teams going at it toe-to-toe in the late game. Uh, I'm going to say you're going to go with Brady just because don't bet against him. But uh, what else would make you go that way? Or are you going to curveball me? Oh, no, I think it's. It, I'm picking the Bucks, um, and And it's not because of Brady. It is because of the, their defense. Um, their defense is, it, I think, the confidence they will have going in, knowing they have already beaten the Packers. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game comparatively because it, it is going to be you know, what minus two or three degrees centigrade in the the, you know, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, and there's supposed to be snow on the forecast, and yeah. that's not that's not a a Mechan- you know, that's not a recipe for a you know a shootout. That's going to be coming down to who's got the better defense and who's got the better running game, and who's got the better running game. While the Packers have Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones is, is very good, the 
the Bucks have Rojo and Leonard Fournette. And I think the pair of them and combined with the, the, the attacking nature of that defense, you know, one slip up will make it, it could go back for six points, just like it did when they played in the regular season. You know, I always tell players that my quarterbacks and, and, and wide receivers that the outfall is one of the more tough, tough throws yeah. to make because if you underthrow it, it goes back the other way for six points. And that's what happened. That's why Aaron Rodgers threw that pick six. He underthrew the, the out route. And, you know, the, 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 they one mistake and the, the, the bucks will just jump on it and, and, punish you for it and so it, i think it's going to be a 1912 type game um but i think the bucks will win it because not because of brady and if brady shows up in prime brady mode which he has not been this year consistently yep um then i don't think that the packers have a chance um but since i don't think Brady is the Brady of, of 10 years ago that um, I think that the, uh, the, the Bucks will win much closer game. I think you make a compelling case. Uh, I'll tell you what, it would be history making as well. No team in, in, in NFL history, certainly not in the Super Bowl era, have played at their home stadia for a Super Bowl. And of course, Super Bowl Sunday, February the 7th, is Tampa Bay's Raymond James um, Arena. Oh, that would be great, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And Brady himself, of course, he's got one or two uh, records accrued in his career. Who'd put it past him making yet another one? No, I think he's got it. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's – unlike other teams, it's not going to be because of Brady. But, you know, when – who else? I mean, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, as great as as Philip Rivers is, or Drew Brees is, or Patrick Mahomes, or anybody, if you need to score and there's two minutes left in the game, without a doubt, who do you want to give the ball to? Look, you, you want to give the ball. It was Dan Marino, wasn't it? Really, you know. It never was. And, uh, and obviously, as a, as a, a, lo- a long time Forty Nine er, Marino, I was lucky to have the kind of Marino hands over the baton to Steve Young period. You know, oh, uh, but you're uh, not, uh, not Marino, uh, uh, Montana. Uh, Montana, sorry, beg your pardon, Marino. Uh, the and Dolphin. Marino was a, was a Dolphins quarterback. That's it. Yeah, and only I think uh, didn't get a ball. Uh, but no, yeah. Montana, beg your pardon, uh, to Steve Young. But those kind of clutch. QBs, yeah. There's that, that. That's why they earn the big dollar, isn't it? Yeah. And you're right. There's nobody better. And here's the thing: when it comes down to it, for me, people love this subjective debate, the goat. And you know, I mean, I think that it's no longer subjective. We need to get out of the idea that that Tom Brady is was the goat as a question mark. That has been well established. I mean, people were. You know, that's been established since that. You know, that since then they beat the Falcons. When they beat the Falcons, yeah. it was just established. It's, so. it's like I say, for me, uh, when it comes down to it, um, it there's, there's plays for show and there's championships for dough. And he's got more than anybody else. And, you know, again, yeah. they're, they're not all on his shoulders, but so many clutch plays in the Brady uh, show reel, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you follow baseball, um, but – there is a player that played for the Boston Red Sox. And again, I'm you know, showing my homerism here a bit. 
but this this a uh, player just retired a few years ago named Big Poppy David Ortiz. David Ortiz during the regular season was a very good player, but when it came down to the line, when it was yeah. on the playoffs, he just took another step and he was just if he was at the bat, you were scared if you were the opponent. Just like with Tom Brady, if it's coming up, you are facing Tom Brady in the playoffs when it comes down to it, even worse when there's two, three minutes left and that they've got the ball. It's just, he's just un, he just goes otherworldly when he, he becomes this player that is, uh, it's just amazing the way to, to watch him through his career. And we've been blessed for 24 years now or 23 years since 2001, I guess that, um, I guess that's just 20 years. But he he's just been amazing that entire time. And, and again, amazing. we talk about football and life. Uh, you know, we all know the origin of Brady, and obviously, um, you know, it was um, you know it wasn't his team. It was a uh, you know another um, another so. guy. It, 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 it took over. And, you know, he was a seventh rounder, didn't look all that flashy. Even you see all the, the old photos of him. And, you know, to go from there to now, it just shows us what is possible. But then you've got to yeah. make that so. You've got to live it and act on it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, he, Drew, Drew Brees. Um, Tom Brady has, was his number one biggest fan and his number one biggest critic. And he never stopped grinding this, you know everyone would talk to you about how he was always the first person there in the film room and i i forget who it was but i remember a story hearing that a, you know a new player came in and you know was known as a hard worker in college and you know just joined the patriots and wanted to impress and he wanted to get to the film room first and there's tom brady yeah. you know you know in his 15th year or whatever it was he's still the first person there last person to leave he works phenomenally hard he's not the patrick mahomes lamar jackson level athlete he he gets there out of hard work and grit and determination um drew Brees is a lot the same way i don't think drew Brees. i mean if you look at drew Brees, he's six foot one or something like that which is short for a quarterback he's not a dominant you look you pass drew Brees on the street you're not going to yeah. think he's a professional athlete you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, but it's just amazing what he has done with his career. And it is the, the uh, testament to hard work and being able to drive yourself. It's like, as a coach, I can teach you the, the, the actual way to do it, mm -hmm. but I can't make you do it over and over again until you get it right. You know, there are so many great players that I've coached and, you know, I used to be a school teacher that I've taught mm -hmm. um, that you, you can see the natural talent, but I can't get them to the over, over the line. You know, you need to put in a lot of work and that fire needs to come from within and he has it I and mean, he's got that spark and, you know, that's, that's just a lesson for anybody who does anything. You know, no matter what your natural ability is, yep. someone who is reasonably good and works hard at it is going to succeed. Probably outdo you. You know, pure genius or pure artistic talent or pure physical ability or pure anything 
isn't going to get you guarantee you success. You have to be able to put in the work. And he Absolutely. has. He, he is case in point, and it's so beautiful. Um, you made a great case in point for uh, uh, Tampa to make history and play in the, the Super Bowl. In, uh, well, hopefully with some form of attendancy, we'll find out. Uh, but certainly at their own arena, uh, that will be the first in the Super Bowl yeah. era. Um, it was surprised. Bledsoe, I think, who was the... It was Bledsoe. Yeah, I said, yeah. I said. Yep. Uh, who was ahead of him initially. And again, that was in the Parcells era, pre-Belichick. Yep. So there we go. What a, cha- what a champion, what an all-time great. And as you say, end the debate. He is the GOAT. Yep. And he's in a different debate about GOATs all time. That's another fun chat for another fun day. Yeah, that's bad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to give that one to Michael Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many, there's so many. Uh, Ali, for me, trumps all, but that's a, that's a different Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about him, yeah. So who um, are you the, picking then? For the, who are you picking for the Packers, Bucks? You've sold me. You've sold me. I was on the. I was teetering on the edge, uh, but I'm gonna. I'm def, I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy in and accept okay. the, the rationale. And look, there's there's certain things that just stand to reason because they're tried and tested. They're proven, and one of them we've already said it tonight. Don't bet against Brady. Period. Nope. Don't bet against Brady in January. And so, yeah. yeah, for that reason, you know, I'm going Tampa Bay to move on to the Super Bowl. Either way, it's going to be fantastic. Phil, yep. it's been fantastic to enjoy your time and company, chat all things football. I love the fact that you guys at the Cheaters are ambassadors for your wonderful sport of American football here in Hertfordshire and indeed beyond. I know, as you say, there's no football at the moment, but I know your great role there as head of development and you know what you do for the community is so important. I know that we can still engage with the cheaters through social yep. media. How can we find out more? Get get involved. Well, the you know, showing my age, um, I'm not the most social media expert. You know, I'm not the other. But um, I guess the number one way to get in touch with the cheetahs is on Instagram. And yeah. so, if you are a follower of Instagram, which most of my perspective audience is you know telling a 14 year old to go on Facebook this doesn't work because 14 year olds don't have Facebook but um, Instagram's the way to go and so it's at hearts cheetahs so h-e-r-t-s-c-h-e-t-c-h-e-e-t-a-h so hearts cheetahs um, is the way to get in touch Um, you can drop an email Um, we're always recruiting so recruitment at hearts cheetahs at at heart Hearts Cheetah Recruitment at gmail.com. But ping us a DM on Instagram. That's probably the best way. We're always recruiting. Um, you know, while this season is a little bit in doubt, um, you know, one of my players, my players are constantly pinging me saying, you know, coach, when are we going to get to training? Any news on training? And I said, national lockdown. There's not much I can do about it. You know, as soon <laughs> as we can, we're going to be out there. Um, you know, we normally run in April through August season, which yep. Probably not going to happen. Um, so we're looking at doing a compressed season towards the back end of the summer. Um, so let's hope, you know, follow those lockdowns. I know as teenagers, a lot of your kids get out there and you think, oh, you're immune, you're Superman. Stay apart from one another, even yeah. your girlfriend, even your boyfriend. Stay away from them. Um, you know, adults, please wear masks. Please 
stay far apart, especially if you're near me in Sainsbury's. <laughs> I can't stand people who get, oh, let me just squeeze in here. No, you can't squeeze in. Um, no, please, you know, follow that. And let's, let's beat this. Let's end this. I want to get yeah. back to normal. And it's the kids that I'm, I coach. I want them to be there. Let's end this. Let's get it done. Um, I, let's get back to football. A wise word spoken wisely. And again, there from the from your perspective, coaching development team. But I know you guys run flag football. Uh, there's yep. a, a fusion now with the uh, ladies' side rebranding and becoming the cheaters. Yep. Plus, right down to young age groups, and of course, <laughs> right up to the uh, big boys at the cheaters. Yep. Remind us again: how can we learn more, find out more, engage with you via social media, and probably Instagram being the best way. Yeah, so Instagram at Hearts Cheetahs, you know, a flag starts at eight years old. So if you've, you have got any interest, you know, get out there, eight-year-old flag players. We've got flag up to 17-year-old, but if you do want to um, get a little contact on, we start you know, as long as you're 13 years old, boys and girls. We have multiple girls on our team um, uh, that, that do hit and do put on the pads and do, you know, get in there just as much as any boy does. No, don't feel, don't feel like anybody is excluded. Um, we've got the women's team. So you can play on an all women's team that starts at age 17, but we've got contact from age 13 all the way up. Um, and, you know, it, uh, you know, if I were a little younger, I think it might be, you know, I might be able to join, but Tony, I'd like to see you out. I saw you out there in the pads once you've been out there, but we should, you should, you should get, you should uh, suit up for a season. We want everybody to come out and enjoy the game. We will teach you everything you need to know. Um, we have some really skilled, approachable coaches. I, I think that that stands us out over everybody else. Um, we've got people coming from all around. We've got a great new ground. You may have heard that. We're at the uh, Watford Sun Sports Postal Club um, that down there um, uh, near the, the back end of Cassieberry Park. Um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch at Hearts Cheetahs and on, on Instagram, um, you know, we do have a Facebook page, Hartford Cheetahs. Uh, I think we even have a web page, www.hartfordcheetahs.com. But if you want to talk to somebody and we've got a great group that will answer you on, on, on Instagram, it might even be me. I do it occasionally. Um, but yeah, add, add, you know, follow us on Instagram. You'll get lots of good content. We, we show off and we want, we want you to join always recruiting. You don't need to um, try out so you'll always get a spot and you'll be able to get, get in there and get going, learn a great sport. Phil, you know, I've always enjoyed padding up with you guys. I really appreciate what you do for the wonderful sport of American football here in Hertfordshire. And it's been an awesome time for me enjoying your company. Tell you what, enjoy Anytime. championship Sunday. I look forward to picking things up with yourself. Another member of the Cheaters next week to review and build up to the big one. But for now, keep well, keep safe. Yep. And I wish you and all at the Cheaters all the absolute best. Take good care. Yeah, thanks, Tony. It's been a real fun. Anytime you want me, you, want me, you got my email. Drop me a line. I'll come on. Tough football. Hey, you're Great. a top man. Take good care, matey. Bye-bye.